welcome to this one time at summer camp a podcast about summer camp and um of course with us we have peter hey that's me now since we started this podcast i think this is uh today's episode is one of our first ideas we had and i know that pete has been longing to talk to someone anyone about this topic look um i don't know how widely appealing this particular episode will be to everybody but we're going to talk about sailing. If only we had a third guest to talk about it with us. Oh, wait, it's Rossi. <laughs> Hello. Happy to be oh, here. Oh, surprise. Hey, how's it going, Rossi? Pretty good. You know how technical difficulties trying to get on here, but we overcame, powered through. We made it. Mm-hmm. We out here. We did it. So first things first, Rossi, um, tell us about your time at camp. Um, so I was a camper from when I was eight until I was around 13. I didn't do the whole teen camp. Um, I just kind of disappeared for a bit and came back as a counselor when I was 19, which is in 2016. And, um, I was counselor for two years and I was water admin for two years. So four years total. Wetter is better. It's so true. Mm. I think we have a bit of a bias here because all three of us, were water staff at camp. Who knows? Maybe there's camps out there where you'd want to work on land. Wear tennis shoes and just sweat all day and <laughs> suffer. I know. In, in Texas, they have, like, alligators in their lakes and stuff. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to work water there. <laughs> oh, my God. But to be fair, uh, at our camp, we had jellyfish. So We also had a lot of horrific injuries. Um, people not wearing shoes in the water. So just sat all around, I guess. Because we didn't wear water shoes when we were in the in the water, I would always be like scanning the the surface of the sand, like keeping an eye out for like any sharp objects or anything like that. When I was in like the swim area with the kids, and um, one time I found something, and I thought it was like something like concrete that had been like submerged beneath the surface. I was kind of digging around it, trying to get underneath this thing so I could pick it up because it was like fully stuck in the sand. And as I picked it up, I have never scared myself so much. It was a horseshoe crab. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. And like, man, is that scary on its own. <laughs> and also its tail was like, like flipping back and forth. I literally screamed and threw it. I was like, ah! <laughs> it was, um, that was terrifying, dude. Uh, but I guess, you know, we're not here to talk about horseshoe crabs. That's on our other podcast, Behind the Horseshoe Crabs. Yeah, so I think... Uh, you know, my second favorite thing to do is talk about summer camp. And I think my first favorite thing to do is talk about sailing at summer camp because I think one of the things that I enjoy about sailing being at camps is the fact that quite often it can be a it can be a bit of an upper class sport, right? It's not the easiest sport to get into. So I enjoy the fact that at summer camps, it makes sailing a lot more accessible to everybody. Yeah, I do like that a lot. Um, and like teaching kids at a young age is also really great because it's a lifelong skill. You know, I learned to sail in middle school. I went out for a sailing team. I'd never sailed a day in my life. And I just was like, sign me up. And I, you know, go back and thank 12 year old me all the time because I have this lifelong skill. I sail all the time. Now I'm going sailing this afternoon. Um, <laughs> I went. Are you? I, yeah, yeah, I am. Um, I was in a, a race on Friday. Um, my coworker has this beautiful, like, 
two cabin boat and it's amazing. And he asked me to like help him crew on these races he goes on. Um, and it's just so cool that, I don't know, it's one of those things you never forget. He's kind of like riding a bike. And I think like the more people learn how to do it, the better, because you never know when you can do it again. Yeah, I think I was literally about to ask, like, how did we all get into sailing? Like, how did we all individually find sailing? Rossi's just answered that. Peter, how did sailing find you? Or did you find sailing? When I was a young... Warthog. Warthog. When I was a young young boy, um, I went to a camp. It was called the Horstead Centre at Norwich in England. You would go there for like a week. You would spend half the day sailing and then half the day doing another activity. But like, yeah, always half the day was was sailing. Um, and that was huge cool, you know? I think one of the reasons I worked at summer camp in the first place was because I really, really wanted to work at that center. Both of my older sisters worked there and they stopped running their summer camp thing before I got old enough and I never got to. And now I don't sail often at all. The last time I sailed was in early beach and I started chatting to this random dude and he was like, yo, if you go to the sailing club at like 2 p.m. and say you fancy a sail, they'll get you on. Um, so me and a friend went there at uh, 1.30 and we were like the first people in line and then a bunch of people came in before 2 o'clock so it was good that we got there early. And then she had some like captains calling in from their boats and then I got told where to go and we went and participated in this race and me and my friend were on different boats and then uh, my, my boat won the race. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. I was like, just just the fact that I could just turn up to a random place and get on a boat and go in a race. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's like the the lifelong thing. You know, you never know. I mean, we live lives near water and everything, obviously. And you know, how did how did you, I think we need to ask you too, Nick? How did you get into sailing? Well, it was my second year of camp, and every year we have like one week of um, training week or certification week. Mm. So. They were just like, do you want to do sailing? And I was like, all right. So, you know, we did the one week of on-camp training. And then I didn't sail again for the rest of the summer. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. <laughs> was that 2013? That was 2013 so at Camp Moose Pine. We we did that training together. Yeah, you and me. Uh, I was going to say learn to sail together. But I guess you already knew how to do it. We got certified together. I don't think I got good at sailing until I started sailing at camp. And then after that, I went and sailed at uni and did some racing. Rossi, you're a bit of a team racer yourself. I've I've dabbled. I've done it a couple times. Mm. I am not very good at it <laughs> at all. But I'm yeah. familiar. Yeah. Isn't it funny how once you like, when you're sailing outside of camp and stuff, you realize like how good other people are. Like the level... To be considered good at camp is way, way lower than it is to be considered good at sailing in like the outside world. I have found this to be true in every area of camp. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was one of the slowest people on my swim team um, in high school. I was not very good at all. Um, but I remember everyone thinking I was like such a great swimmer when I do it in service in the morning because I could do a flip turn. <laughs> and um, I just like... <laughs> You could do a flip turn? I can do a flip turn, yeah. It's pretty Wow. Um, not to like hype myself up, like humble brag a little bit here, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, I think that's true with almost everything about camp. It's just, just like a like a small like barrier to entry with all of it. We did have a few issues 
What? No. I mean, there was one time me and another staff member, we went out for a sail. I don't think we had any kids on the boat at the time, which is fortunate because my buddy Sam, he was at the helm and I was sitting at the front doing the jib because we had a jib up on one of the Scots. And I looked up at the mast and I was like, that doesn't look right. And the mast just started to fall. And I had to like run up and grab a hold of the mast. I remember and I that. Like you you caught onto it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like Sam looks back and he just sees me holding onto the mast. I was like, drop the sail, drop the sail now. And um, and it was you, Rossi, who came out. Yeah, because you and you and Glenn came out on the boat, dove off of the motorboat onto our sailboat, <laughs> and then gave us some split pins and saved the day. Yeah, that, that that job made me feel like a, a badass a lot of the time. It's definitely, <laughs> it was definitely a cool role, you know, like coming out and saving people. And <laughs> if if you hadn't of that boat, definitely would have capsized and the mast would have ripped off. Yep, and um, that would have been a whole thing. I mean, Rossi, so. Were you water director? Mm-hmm. I was chief in 2018 and then director in 2019. So obviously, uh, you were doing motorboats and sailboats. Now, just because you're on the sailing episode right now, you, you don't have to lie, but did you like motorboating more or sailing? Uh, you're going to make me do that. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Always, <laughs> I think I am both a cat person and a dog person, and I don't believe yeah. in the cat person, dog person binary. And I don't believe, I think, in a sailing boat driving binary either. I love all my kids the same. Um, <laughs> they're so different, you know? Like Driving the boats was, I think, really fun in itself, um, but I thought it was less fun taking kids out on the banana boat than it was taking kids out on the sailboat. Because um, I really just liked like, hanging out and enjoying the nature and how dolphins would come up right next to your sailboat because, you know, they're not freaked out by a loud motor. Um, mm. So I really love that aspect of it. But driving a boat in itself is insanely fun. So I think they're just kind of different in my mind. Fair play. Any <laughs> any any time on the water is a good time on the exactly. water. Yeah. Do you have any stories, Rossi, that you were hoping to tell uh. whilst you were here? Yeah, I wanted to talk about our sailing class, Pete. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that so much. Oh, I like still tell people stories in that class all the time. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> was it just the two of you running it? Yeah, yeah. It was two of us and the three campers who were all yeah. probably 10 or 11. Um, and there are three of them and two of us. So it was almost one-on-one instruction. I just remember, like, specifically, Pete, like, we were on the Flying Scott, and one of them was skippering the boat, Um, and he just wasn't listening to left or right. You would say, (laughs) go right, and he he wasn't even listening to, like, pull the tiller towards you or push the tiller away. You would say towards, and he'd push it away. Maybe he only knows port and starboard. Do you ever think about that? (laughs) Just, um... Is that natural? That good, Yeah. (laughs) It was so funny. Oh, my God. Um, On our last day, we got our same friend, Sam Townsend, to help us. And Sam comes in and is is like, these kids seem a little slow. I'm like, thank you. Oh, my God. (laughs) I thought we were just really terrible instructors. Like, they just just still couldn't do it, right? And we're all sailing around the same little area. And we have one counselor, one kid per boat. And um, I can give a little bit of, like, basic sailing background for people who don't know but the jib Mm. is the small sail on the front of the boat 
and a jibe is when you turn downwind and the boom pretty violently switches directions. And it's a pretty violent motion in sailing if there's a lot of wind. And I'm sailing this kid, right? And just out of nowhere, we're just sailing along. It's pretty windy out too. He takes the tiller and just yanks it and jibes the boat and capsizes us. And it's super windy. So the boat is like blowing away and I'm like going after it and he pops up and he's like did we just jib (laughs) trying to like drag down this boat and chase it through the water Uh, I was crying when you told me that story (laughs) (laughs) it says day five and we had (laughs) private instruction that day (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's just no helping some kids yeah but that that particular last day that was hectic because the wind just started getting higher and higher yeah like we capsized too me and the kid that were on my boat and when it capsized i was swimming as fast as i could and i i happened to be swimming at the exact same speed that the boat was drifting away (laughs) so i chased this boat for like something crazy just trying to catch it ended up leaving this kid behind but then the rescue boat came out and picked up all the kids and save the boat leave the kid (laughs) Ah, oh, the kid had a PFD on. It'd be fun. <laughs> I personally believe that Camp Moose Pine is one of the worst places to sail. Maybe <laughs> in the country, perhaps in the world. Um, it's just, I, the sandbar I, is so horrendous, and the salt and the wind is so horrible for those boats, and um, it's just so hard to learn there. You know, trying to because the half the time you're sailing, you're sailing in shallow water where you can't put the centerboard all the way down. Um, mm. And uh, I guess thing is a really terrible place to bring all these new people in and teach them how to sail. Because I do have a counter for that. Mm. Uh, so at my second camp, uh, we had sailing as an activity, and I want to say about fifty percent of the days we went sailing dead wind okay you go out and then you just float in the middle of the lake and then you go oh no we've got to come back (laughs) so you get all the kids hanging out the side of the boat paddling with their hands and you bring an oar every time just so that you can get back in because there is no wind yeah it was uh it, it was always good on those lower wind days you just take the kids as far as you can and just get them to jump out and go Mm -hmm. for a swim and then and bring them back but that was one of the big issues is where we had that sandbar to get over um like some days it was like if it was light enough winds or the tides were bad enough you just you you were unable to go past that but also like a lot of staff like weren't trained well enough to like sail on all all points of sail yeah yeah Um, i mean and it also depended so much on training week because, you know, we only gave the counselors a week to learn. I think it really impacted people's confidence and ability to actually, because, you know, I think it's a big difference learning how to sail and then learning how to take a ton of kids out on the water by yourself. It's, it's stressful. Yeah. It's hard. And um, we really just like <laughs> brought people to that camp and then threw them off the deep end. And yeah. I mean, this goes back to a, um, an earlier episode of ours where we were talking about Parents send their kids to camp and they go like, oh, you know, these counselors, they're well-trained professionals. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, four hours of on-the-water time sailing and they're like, all right, 
You got to take like nine kids on a giant <laughs> boat that you actually haven't sailed yet. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of that, a lot of winging it. So my my first summer, there was one day, I think it was towards the end of the summer where it was like particularly windy. And um, they were kind of umming and ahhing about whether we were going to like do any sailboats, whether it was too windy. And they decided, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll send some out. So I, I took a group of kids out and um, the waves were like hitting the sandbar. They were pretty massive, dude. So like as we went over the sandbar, we got like smashed by some waves. And it was honestly, it was hectic trying to just tack the boat like turn the boat into the wind and turn around and come back the direction we came from. And also because most of the time we would sail the boats without the sail at the front, which, you know, does the, help the jibe. You, the, <laughs> the jibe. Um, yeah. Having the jib on, I mean, boats are supposed to have all of the sails they're made with, right? What? To sail better. No. Yeah. Anyway, like I barely managed to turn the <clears> boat around and like come back. And then we were switching over with another group of kids and whoever I was with, they went back to like, go grab some more kids. And I was like, oh, make sure you bring less kids out next time. And then whoever the person in charge was, was like, no, and just sends out another full boat of kids. I was like, oh, I'm sick. Um, and then when we go back out again, there's like so much water in the boat at this point. And like, we're trying to get it out, but it keeps getting splashed in. And then I'm trying to turn the boat around and I just cannot. I honestly spend like 20 minutes and this whole time we're just getting blown further and further down shore. And, and the kids I'd, will roast you too when that's happening. <laughs> Whenever you're like most stressed is when the kids choose to be mm. the most annoying to you. <laughs> yeah. At, at one point, um, I think the boom smacked me in the head. Um, and like the kids started to like scream. Right. Oh my god! And obviously, I think that was probably the most stressed I've ever been in my life. That's also the only time I've like shouted at kids. I've shouted to kids. I've never shouted at kids until that time, or I haven't since. And um, yeah, and then it was just like dead silence on the boat, and we're just like drifting in this storm as the boat's like swaying back and forth, and everyone's just silent on the boat. And then eventually, we get like a motorboat come out and rescue us and pick up the kids and, and stuff anyway that was hectic that was the first time i cried at camp <laughs> after that mm -hmm. have you ever cried sailing rossi oh so many times of course <laughs> it's so stressful um how do we think the sea got so salty <laughs> um fish semen Jesus. <laughs> you had to go there <laughs> sorry yeah yeah yeah. I mean, where I was teaching for the most part, you know, it was it was a big, long lake. I mean, we had some windy days, but at the end of the day, if anything went wrong, you're just going to end up on shore like 100 meters down the beach. Mm -hmm. mm. Whereas if anything goes really wrong, you're just going to get basically blown out to sea um, at Moose Pine. Yeah, I mean, we've had some boats come loose off their moorings and then, was it 2014? I think one of them got loose from their moorings and I think they did get a phone call um, from the other side of the bay. And so they took a motorboat over there and it takes them four hours to drive time. across the bay. Yeah. Like so long to go and pick it up. And it's like half buried in the sand. <laughs> um, there's so many stories of boats getting loose. 
the one, that one the summer we bought. Stolen. Yeah, before my time. Anyway, I think it was before your time too, Nick. Um, one of the boats, they just assumed it had broken loose off its mooring mm. and it had drifted away. And then, like eight years later or something, um, this woman calls up camp and is like, "My husband stole your boat, and we are getting divorced." So I'm telling you about it. <laughs> this is where you can go and find the boat. They go and find the boat, take it basically. And dude has done like a whole bunch of like repairs to it and upgrades and stuff. So that was the most like kitted out um, <laughs> sailboat we had, which is quite cool. Oh man. So yeah, none of the other boats got the midlife crisis, you know, kit out. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the fact he got snitched on by his ex-wife. It's like, yeah, thanks. And she had no moral inclination to um, to tell us before that point, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Only to negatively impact yeah. him. Yeah. Like, how can I screw over my ex husband? He stole from a non profit. <laughs> <laughs> That'll, That'll get him. <laughs> um, you wouldn't know this, Rossi, but I, I go overseas, I teach sailing, or I do sailing, and I go, man, I love sailing. Sailing is my favorite thing. And then I come back to Australia and I go, I have no access to sailboats. Mm. And it kind of went on like this for years where I just, you know, longed to be out on the water. Like Moana. Yeah, like Moana. <laughs> I just would watch the movie on repeat, shedding tears into the sea, <laughs> making it that much saltier. Yeah. And I remember one year at New Year's, um, I was working at my work here, which is on a lake, and there was this little cute little sailboat just doing laps up and down, up and down the lake all day. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll buy a sailboat. So I went on um, Facebook Marketplace and I started looking for a sailboat. And I found a little nine-foot catamaran. And I was like, yep, perfect. This is it. This is the one. I can tell you right now, it was not the one. <laughs> I, For the life of me, I could not find what this boat was. Like the best I could figure was that it had been sort of like personally made. Like it wasn't a manufactured boat. And again, nine foot um, is smaller than most stand-up paddle boards I paddle. It was so tiny. It could barely fit one person, like let alone two. <laughs> like legit bathtubs size. And it was just missing so many things. Like it was just basically the whole thing was like duct taped together. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I paid the kind of money that you would get that kind of a boat for. Mm, you weren't ripped <laughs> off. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell us about the skiff, Rossi, because that's something I've forgotten about, which is a part of camp that I love. Okay, so um, Camp Moose Pine had this um, Carolina skiff, and it was really fun. You know, it was a cool boat. Is, this, um, sorry, is the Carolina skiff a sailboat or a oh motorboat? no it's a motorboat it's a motorboat yeah. um and it's it's like flat bottom so if you ever try to take out in any kind of wavy conditions it will just simply not work um yeah like that thing would yeah. rock back and forth <laughs> i remember trying to take it i was like pulling it one time and just being afraid for my life <laughs> the whole time because it went the water was so crazy um but that boat just it just couldn't be tamed it was just it needed to be free for sure. Um, <laughs> we tied up to its mooring. Um, 
and it would drag its mooring block away. And, you know, these giant concrete blocks underwater, it would drag like it with the force. Like yeah, buried under the sand. buried under the sand. Um, there was this one day, I remember, this was in 2016, there was a fishing camp going on at that time. So kids are going out fishing on the skiff. And over the radio here, um, I think it was Glenn and Ross at that point who were the water admin, like we're calling for like the water admin and they're like, go ahead. And the counselor on the radio is like, uh, where is the skiff? And um, <laughs> they reply, did you check the, the mooring ball? You know, did you check if that's mooring? And um, <laughs> over the radio, the, the counselor's the like, oh. tied up every single day. <laughs> He's like, that's the, the first place I looked. And I remember uh, <laughs> the like water admin like are freaking out. The skiff is gone, um, <laughs> and we ended up sending counselors out in every direction, um, <laughs> trying to find the boat, and um, just like on this like a rescue mission, trying to find it. And they did find it. I don't think it, it was even. I don't even think it was damaged. It was fine when they brought it yeah. back, and it's like towed it back to camp. So we just had a running bit that. Um, Nothing could tame the Carolina skiff. And if you love something, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> um, we had to set the skiff free. Release it back into the wild. Where it belongs. And just like part one, we're going to have to let it go because we are at the end of part one here. What a lovely part. Yeah. Um, like I kind of warned you at the start, I really enjoy talking about sailing. Hopefully you guys, if you've made it this far, I'm guessing you uh, enjoy sailing too. <laughs> we'll see you next week for part two of our conversation with Rossi. See you later. <laughs> Get it? Because the, the, the sea. Yeah.